to you live from an unspecified location. If you're wondering why everything is green and droopy, well, the location is a bottle and you are, in fact, the toxic part of your better being. And this is Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Hello, everybody. This is Travis. Hello, everybody. This is Brandon. (laughs) And welcome to yet another episode of Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. So happy we could have you for yet another week uh, of Rick and Morty. So, That's right. Brandon, what's going on? Uh, you know, not not too much, not too much, Travis. You know, uh, technical difficulties abound. Trying to get random shit to work uh, between, <laughs> between laptop and and Macintosh and webcams and drivers and you know, I've never had so much of an issue with um, with Windows PCs up until like five minutes ago. And- <laughs> It happens to the best of us. Brandon, are you are you free of con crud or or have you uh gotten any illnesses over the weekend? I have I have I am not free of crud. It wasn't con crud, but it was crud nonetheless. You you just had crud uh over the weekend regardless. So yeah. uh well we'll get into your amazing Hawaii Comic Con experience in just a few minutes. Uh, but first, if you're new to the show or maybe you've been listening for a really long time and you want to get in touch with us, there's plenty of ways that you can do that. You can hit us up on Twitter at Rick and Morty Pod, over on our subreddit, Rick and Morty Podcast.reddit.com. Our website is apatheticenthusiasm.com slash Rick and Morty Podcast. Send us an email at Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail.com. Hit our T Public site, uh, apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop. And uh, we're doing it. Our first, our first video edition of the podcast is available to our Patreon subscriber who signed up at the five dollar level head over to patreon.com slash rick and morty pod if you'd like to support the show and get some cool perks like video versions of the podcast or your name written in html over on our website apathetic <laughs> <laughs> it's not in lights i mean i guess it's in lights if yeah. you're viewing it on on a, on a screen using some form of lights that, I, don't, I, don't, right. I don't know how screens work, and, Brandon. and and we and we could highlight it i guess and then it's like kind of but uh yeah it, i don't know it would it wouldn't work with the visual you know design of the website <laughs> well we don't want we don't want to we don't want to focus too much of our efforts on that today travis uh well why don't we why don't we move on why don't we move on into what we like to call our show <laughs> and, and and semi-pertinent news oh yeah uh, i wonder wonder whoa. But oh, 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 right, so I put net news. Uh, when I, I, I got the, like, because I was bouncing my shoulders up for that. <laughs> our, our Patreon subscriber can see me bounce yeah, my that, shoulders. They, like they can see them shoulder bounces. <laughs> uh, so you ask who wrote the semi-pertinent news, but it was mostly you. It was mostly you this oh. week. <laughs> uh, and, and first on the agenda is, of course, the amazing Hawaii Comic Con panel. Uh, you hosted an interdimensional RSS fan panel yeah. uh, talking about Rick and Morty. How did, how did it go, Brandon? Yeah, it went, went fantastic. It went amazing. Yeah, I, I had it. It was Friday evening at five o'clock, and I, I took a day off of work and I put together this fantastic presentation. Grab some grab some clips off of YouTube uh, for each character. We're uh, me and this this stand up comedian here locally, Co Snyder. We we're gonna co host this panel, talk about each character, and then uh, do clips for each character. Right. Well, so I had this all on my laptop. I went to convention and the got everything set up. I plugged in the aux port for the sound on my laptop, tested the sound, everything was fine. But we hadn't plugged in the HDMI adapter yet. 
well, we plugged in the HDMI adapter, and as many people in the IT or general computer knowledge knows, when you do that, then the sound will then try to default to HDMI. So now I'm in the middle of the panel, and we're like, okay, cool, let's do the intro, and then there's no sound. And then I freak, <laughs> uh, freak out a little bit. Uh, eventually, the AV guys come up, and they, they help me troubleshoot it, and I was like, fuck, I'm so stupid. But, uh, but it ended up like being really, really cool. There was about like 60, 70 people there. Only about 10 people left. And just like when I would, I did Rick and Morty the, the week before, like, it's just so cool being around people who are laughing at the same things you're laughing at and, uh, discussing, like I, I, we would ask questions of the audience and be like, what do you think about Rick? Or what do you think about Morty? And we actually, there's this little kid who was probably like, like 10 ish. And he like had the most insightful thing to say about Rick, and I was like, "Holy crap! Maybe you should just host this panel because you're." <laughs> and also, I have a podcast. Why don't you come up here? You take the mic, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it was really, really cool. And then somebody asked me for an autograph, and I was like, "I don't think you know who I who I am." <laughs> you you you're you're actually going to reduce the value of that object <laughs> by having me sign it. Yeah, that's exactly right. Uh, but that that's it. That was it. Thanks to uh, Jimmy J and All the right. amazing Hawaii Comic Con people for having us. Yeah, and you got to see some uh, some various Rick and Morty cosplay out there. I think Pickle Rick showed up to the panel at one point. Uh, you were able to tweet out some of those pictures, I believe, over yeah. on uh, our Twitter account. So if you haven't got a chance to check those out, uh, head over there and take a look. Right. Uh, in other news, no new show next week. Uh, we got the surprise little bumper at the end of last night's episode that Rick and Morty will be returning in two weeks, taking some time off over the Labor Day holiday here in the United States. Labor Day. Um, I don't know if this is strictly a, you know, holiday related break or if maybe there was a need for some catch up with uh, the animation process and things like that. I'm not, I'm not going to make too many assumptions, but uh, with Regardless, there will be no new Rick and Morty episode next week. I think we'll still have a podcast episode, though. Yes. Uh, and we are planning right now, uh, hopefully we can get a guest on here. Uh, if not, we could definitely do a mid-season recap and kind of catch us up to speed on things that we, we may have missed during these uh, rapid-fire episodes. That it's We don't have time to reflect. We don't. And, and now we can kind of, kind of look at the episodes as a whole. So uh, no new episode next week. Final bit of news, uh, something I saw today that I am very excited about, Brandon. Uh, in the world of Funko Pops, yeah. it was announced that there will, in fact, be not one, but two versions of Pickle, Pickle Rick Funko Pops. Uh, you can check these out online. We'll have a link in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, so you will have Pickle Rick when he has when he's fighting the rats and he's got like the screw... Uh, hands that he's like killing rats with. Yeah, it almost yeah. looks like he's he's flipping the the peace among the worlds uh, double birds, but with screws. Um, and then there's also the pickle Rick version that has his his laser cannon that is powered by double A batteries. So he's got his laser cannon over his shoulder and a double A AA battery in the other hand. Yeah, yeah. Very very cool looking uh, pop vinyls. I definitely want to get my hands on them, uh, but. They will not be released until this December, so a little bit longer to wait. But very excited that we'll have actual, you know, manufactured action figures 
uh, not action figures, but you know, yeah, collectibles. I mean, they, they could be action figures. You know, like any figure that you have can the, be made into an action. The way figure. I play with them, they will be. <laughs> uh, but yeah, they, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to that. I mean, I haven't seen them, but I I trust based off of your description that they that they're cool, cool looking. I did yeah, get it. They look I, like pop, they look like pop vinyl versions of Pickle Rick. Like, I did. I, <laughs> I picked up Doofus Rick uh, Funko this this week. Oh, very nice, very nice. All right, well, that is the news. It is now time to transition into everyone's favorite part of the show. It's time for the main thing. Ooh, talking Terry Folds, talking Terry Folds. That's the jam that I like. It has nothing to do with the main thing, but it's in there. Whoa, man. <laughs> all right I, I i've messed that up so hard and I, it's like it's my favorite one now because because <laughs> i jacked it up okay uh anyway well hey welcome everybody i'm brandon and this is travis we're talking the main thing and this episode is episode 306 obviously rest and Laxation, written by tom kaufman and directed by anthony chun and wes archer Travis, take um, that's it away. Right. Uh, all right. So this episode, after a quote quick adventure, spirals out of uh, spirals out of control and into an epic six day event. Rick and Morty find themselves exhausted and in need of a break. A trip to an interstellar day spa provides them with a chance to detoxify, and as a result, they are separated from all of the negative aspects of their personality. The toxic Rick hatches a plan to swap places with detoxified Rick and Morty. And when his plan fails, he seeks to toxify the entire world. This episode explores how life would change for Morty if he lacked the self-deprecating and awkward aspects of his personality. While Rick is eager to be whole again, it takes a little bit longer for Morty to come around. Uh, that's There's a lot other stuff to unpack in this episode, and yeah. I, I want to do that. Um, but overall, what what was your your feeling in this episode? It was a pretty pretty classic Rick and Morty episode, in my opinion. I watched it a couple times and I, I'm, I'm still having, I would say trouble uh, deciding how I ultimately feel about it. Uh, okay. I like, I like it, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm unpacking some feelings, Travis. You've got the feels I right do. in that middle of your chest where the feelings happen. <laughs> no, in the middle of my chest is uh, in the interdimensional RSS shirt and, and just just to let you guys know, that, sorry, this is a tangent. I, I know this. I apologize. But Travis and I are both wearing the same shirt, and it's kind of awkward. Okay, moving on. Yeah, it was I, unplanned. <laughs> like like I was. Um, <laughs> that's also not true. No, I. So I I, I like the episode, and I like. <laughs> I have. I think. I think my my issue, and I think we'll get into this, is like Rick is so um the the detoxified rick is so like kind of passive aggressive well not not even aggressive like he's just passive yeah for a lot of the episode and all of a sudden he he switches and i i don't feel like the switch necessarily got earned but uh, i think that's like my main issue with the episode yeah it it is it is weird and it is a unique sort of episode in that we are following a version of rick and morty that is not uh, it's not true to the traditional characters that we're used to seeing, and and I think that um, I don't know if 
I don't know if because we're so used to how Rick and Morty normally behave on an episode that seeing this new version, it doesn't feel like we're watching the right characters. I don't know. Um, and and I, I understand that that's the point, um, but I don't know. It, it just didn't... There are times when you... It's cool to see Rick be like really you know, polite and, and not try to be rude. Uh, but at the same time, like you want that other aspect of Rick. Uh, and I think that's sort of the type of character that, that we appreciate in the show. So, right. Um, what, what, what did you think particularly of the toxic versions of Rick and Morty? Uh, it's interesting how we're introduced to them because after they go through the detoxifier, it immediately switches to the toxic versions. Uh, and we're sort of led to believe that that's just the process that they got put into, and and we aren't really made aware that that there's there's a splitting of the two personalities until the end of the the toxic scene. Um, what what did you think of those versions of the characters? Uh, when when they first when they first showed up, like, I didn't notice anything weird about Morty, <laughs> other than him being <laughs> yeah. you know green and gloopy, uh, but you know he like complaining and whining I'm like okay yeah that's that's morty and then and then rick i noticed him being like super aggressive and I'm like okay what's what's going on going on here uh and and to think that the rick is like his toxic part is this part that makes him like have a god complex and make him right. feel better than everybody else i thought i thought it was interesting and then to you know, cap it off at the at the very very end of the episode with him being the one who actually cares about Morty. <laughs> yeah, and I, I thought it was interesting. We we discover halfway through the episode that the machine itself doesn't determine what aspects of their personalities are toxic. It's based on the individual, and it's the uh, aspects of their personality them that they themselves feel are negative that gets removed, and so. That to me was was really fascinating to kind of see which aspects Rick deep down feels are like a detriment to himself. Yeah, uh, because those are the things that that ultimately end up being part of Toxic Rick. So yeah, the burping, the farting, uh, the god complex, all of those things. Sure, he's he has an issue with, but it was interesting to me that he also felt like his attachment to Morty was in some way a negative aspect of his personality. Yeah, and in that, I don't feel like maybe that that's the the part that that kind of makes me pause a little bit that that the toxic Rick is the one that has the attachment, right? Because like leading up to that point in time, after the the spa and after Rick is just you know they're they're in the spaceship and they're listening to Terry Folds on the radio, um, like everything is just like very like calm and he's like he he doesn't act like he doesn't care about morty right he's just i, I, don't, I don't know it doesn't it doesn't feel like he yeah, doesn't yeah. care i don't know I, i'm having a hard time with yeah, it yeah i don't I, <laughs> yeah and I, i'll agree with you and and i think for me actually a lot of my issues came more with the uh the two versions of morty um i i think probably after the second time viewing it i really came to understand uh how the things about Morty that he didn't like in himself and why that resulted in the healthy version of Morty that we got in the, in the main storyline. Um, I understand that he doesn't like the, 
his his timidness, his self-deprecating behavior, his his sort of meek personality, his subservient uh, like attitude towards Rick, and then all of those things really became what Toxic Morty was. Uh, this helpless ball of of self-loathing. Uh, but <laughs> what that resulted in, <clears throat> yeah, healthy Morty seemed more confident and more outgoing and able to help folks, but he also didn't have like a limiter on himself. So he had no, no buffer to say like, Hey, maybe I'm coming on a little too strong. Maybe, maybe I am pushing it a little too far. <clears throat> and that, and that I think was the ultimate issue with his personality in the healthy form. Yeah, that 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 he's that he's pushing on too strong, uh. And I th- I think I have I have two thoughts that that go with that. One is I think that it's it's interesting that regardless of him not knowing when to pull back, right, with Jessica being the, the key example, and then him going up to the bar and talking to that uh, chick, I think or Samantha or maybe, um, and then of course yeah. like then him doing the whole Wolf of Wall Street stuff at the end selling selling so many stocks or buy or whatever whatever he's I, i'm not a whatever trader. he's doing <laughs> yeah yeah uh and, and just seeing like how how people around him buy into that like yeah jessica she wasn't mm-hmm. about that um that that type of morty but how many people in the world were and are okay with somebody being so straightforward and and straight shooter and being like yeah let's let's do it let's do it i have nothing yeah the the lady that he's dating at the very end of the episode referred to him as like the perfect guy, uh, despite the fact that he's a teenager. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But just the way that he didn't hold back and that he was confident and things like that, I think I think are all aspects of a, of a person that we can admire, we can appreciate. But I think that the lack of balance uh, causes what ultimately happens where Morty decides to allow himself to be found by Rick so that he can be uh, combined with the toxic version of his personality. Yeah. And the other, the other thought I had was it reminds me of the codependent episode with Beth and Jerry, right? Where it, where it shows their, their uh, monster versions of themselves and and this episode is very reminiscent of that, just with Rick and Morty instead. Um, and so we should see a crossover episode. Is basically what I'm saying with <laughs> uh, with the family all in their monster versions. Absolutely. Uh, I I want to get into some of our favorite bits in this show. There there wasn't like an A plot B plot setup for this episode. It all kind of followed the the same main storyline. Um, but there were a lot of really cool moments in this episode. Um, so let's, let's start off with what you alluded to in the, the segment, uh, song, but that, uh, that Terry folds hit, like what, what did you, what did you think of the song? And, uh, also the, the first interaction in the spaceship where, where they're, we're throwing on shuffle and, and just, and just talking about music. Uh, that, that, that Terry fold song that, I you know, I didn't realize that it was played in the spaceship the first time I watched it, and then I was then I got to the credits like uh, then I listened to it and I was like oh wait is that is that in the, uh, in the credits, um and it and it cracked me up and the the whole the whole the whole commentary on like 
I know I have like the same playlist for every, every, everything, <laughs> right? That I just like go through over and over, over and it never changes. And when I was a kid, I was like, no, I, I love music. Why, why don't people love music more? And then I got older and I was like, no, nah, I'm just setting my ways. So that whole, the whole shuffle <laughs> I, thing. I know what I like. Yeah. The whole shuffle thing, like ab- absolutely. And I found some really cool music just playing like rock band because it's forced me to, to play different songs. But that, that Terry Fold song. I, 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 Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, I really like when Rick uh, does his whole, like, I wonder if I could come up with an algorithm yes. to perfectly determine, uh, like, how often you could find great songs and, like, oh, look at me go, trying to find an algorithm for happiness or something like that. Like, just that that moment with, with this version of Rick was cracking me up. I just I just loved that exchange so much. Yeah. It, okay. And, th- and th- that goes back to I didn't feel like the ending felt right because he's like he's trying to be he's trying to be happy <laughs> he's trying to make an al- algorithm for, yeah. to, to be happy and uh, i don't know that wasn't wasn't totally earned but uh terry folds check this out uh it's on itunes it's on it's on apple apple music and it's on spotify it's on spotify yeah Ooh. oh so good Uh, okay so so chaos chaos was the one were the ones who helped out with that and you may may recognize their their music from season one yeah and then justin roiland in there with dropping the lyrics for yeah those terry terry flaps son of a bitch terry flaps that's right uh one of the other things i really got a kick out of in this episode was when the two versions of rick are fighting throughout the house uh, most of that scene was was great. Uh, I really enjoyed all of the hidden like traps and objects that Rick has uh, hidden throughout the house, uh, including multiple versions of some sort of gun that can shoot his DNA into another organism uh, that he can then, <laughs> you know, be birthed out of. Yeah, that he aliens, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> uh, but the other thing in that scene that was really interesting to me is that summer's in the house she's watching um mrs pancakes on tv uh and and when they are fighting both versions of rick are sort of apologetic towards summer that they're that that they're interrupting her and then also when beth comes home they they both have the same attitude about like all right let's not involve her let's not let's not get in her way um so which to me feels like that those interactions but with those people uh are sort of fundamental to rick regardless of like which aspect of his personality uh that's a constant would you agree with that or i I, because it seems to go ahead yeah i I would agree with that i I think that whether or not we consider things toxic or not i think that whether if it's an evil side of you or a good side of you if you're acting the, the the same way, if your doppelganger is reacting the same way, <laughs> then then yeah, that, that has to be kind of a, a fundamental feeling uh, for you for those towards those people. Which I mean says a lot about <laughs> Morty then, right? Right, because I think uh, the two versions of Rick treat their Mortys in in pretty 
distinctly different ways. So I don't know if that means that the there's still some sort of special bond, I guess you could say, or, or, or unique version of the relationship that he has with Morty that causes the different aspects of his personality to be split uh based on that or or what but he uh he he didn't he the two ricks didn't treat their mortys exactly the same and so i feel like there is still some sort of maybe there's more dimensions to his relationship with morty that that caused those fractures and right make him act differently that 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 we're we're being led on to right uh, i <coughs> what i was going to say about Rick and Morty, both versions, like in that in that in that living room scene, uh, where where Morty, who is uh, toxic Morty, who is completely subservient, he gets in the spaceship and he's like, "Okay, Rick, I got you, the the the, the jar, the the tube, or whatever." I it got is. the tank. Yeah, 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 yeah. And like that, even when he's just pussified, he's still doing. He, He's still going out of his way to do Rick's bidding, right? I, yeah, and he's not he's not helpless, you know, per se, but he's he's essentially doing whatever Rick wants him to do, which I think is part of what Morty doesn't like about himself is that he is so often willing to just do whatever Rick wants instead of standing up for himself and doing his own thing, which we see at the end of the episode when he he doesn't go along with Rick's plan, but he jetpacks off to New York City. <laughs> Uh yeah yeah I'm I'm a healthy enough man to admit that, Rick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I I I what at the very end right he Morty he talks he talks to Jessica and um he's like yeah I know Rick's trying to track me on the on the phone and and then he doesn't hang up the phone like the his his reaction I'm still trying to parse what his reaction means like when uh, when his girlfriend says oh you didn't hang up the phone and morty just go, like w- he just goes huh and oh, just like a blank yeah. stare uh i think i think it's um it's also similar to when rick first plays the audio clip from the toxic rick who who gets through to healthy rick on the cell phone and it's it's a great shot. It was one of my favorite of the episode where there's like screaming and Rick's freaking out. And it's just a solid shot of like a blank faced Morty just listening, processing the information and then like blowing it off. Um, huh. But in this case, I feel like he's already made the decision that he's not happy with this version of himself. He thought this was the ideal version of himself, but he realizes that it's, it's not, it's not the full aspect of his character. And while there are those things about himself that he doesn't like, that he considers toxic, they are still fundamentally part of who he is. And so I think, yeah, he wasn't as ready as Rick was to to take on that other part of himself on the moon tower. About after three weeks of, of his life in New York City, I think he was ready to be like, you know what? Yeah, I need, I'm, I want my old life back. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. That, that's my take on it. I'd, yeah. I'd be happy to know what Unity thinks. Do you, Hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, and on Reddit. Uh, when 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 Rick detoxified, Rick is showing the the phone and saying, uh, "Yeah, look, I think our other our other being or our other side of ourselves are are trying to get through or whatever." Um, and 
And there's there's a little bit where or Morty is like that'd be unhealthy, man, or, or whatever to to try to to combine <laughs> him again. Um, yeah, you know, there, there's there's talk out there that you know people are talking about evil Morty again. Um, and really, this maybe this whole season is leading up to that point in time. I I don't know. We don't know. But well, I mean, what do you what do you think? Do you think like that is another uh, piece of evidence towards that, or, uh, or or are we being led astray? Maybe like Game of Thrones does to people. <laughs> Uh, I don't, I don't necessarily think it's evil Morty. I, I'm still not convinced that the show bounces around different versions of Rick and Morty. I think every episode we see the, the C-137 version of Rick and Morty and I, evil Morty is not the C-137 version of him. So, uh, I, I don't, I personally don't buy into the idea that, uh, certain episodes are precursors to, a bigger conspiracy. I think I don't think Evil Morty is necessarily out of the picture, and I think it's something that will be revisited on the show. But I think he, Evil Morty will have his own clear either backstory or his own sort of uh, ambitions and, and motivations. I don't think it's it's going to be something that slowly is drawn out through C one thirty seven. I just I don't I don't buy into that. Sorry. Don't you don't you don't do it, and that and that's fine. You know that's difference of opinion. Trap. I'm not saying I my opinion's different from yours, but some people's are probably different. I'm sure some people are. <laughs> uh, couple of couple of stray observations from this episode. Uh, one of the things that I noticed was how much uh, more on Jessica's radar Morty is by the end of this episode. Uh, he's we. You could argue that he's gone to a school dance with with Jessica, but that was in another dimension and. That Jessica was Cronenberg long ago. Yeah. Uh, in in this in this current dimension and where they have taken up residence, this Jessica really hasn't paid attention to Morty too much. Uh, he he awkwardly talks to her at the very beginning and is somewhat blown off. Um, but by the end of this, he he's about to jump into a portal and Jessica turns around and says hi to Morty and and says she's happy to have him back. Uh, what? I mean, this whole season has been about character development across the board. What do you feel after seeing this episode about the development in the relationship between Jessica and Morty? You know, maybe maybe in the end of the show, by the end of the show, Morty will have hooked up with Jessica. Maybe even just like a kiss on the cheek. And that'll be that'll be the series finale. And it'll be so sweet. <laughs> uh, I think there the, the part where he's in the penthouse at the end and he's talking to Jessica on the phone. And he says, well, you, you didn't like me when I was healthy, right? Something some right. of that nature. I think that's, I think that's an interesting line. And I, I know you, the question was about Jessica, but it sparked a thought of mine just about, you know, what is healthy in, in general, like Rick saying, you know, re- realizing that the machine can't tell what's healthy, what's toxic or not. And then the very, very end where, uh, the part about being healthy, like what is, like what is healthy, and I think the writers are very are are digging at that point, very much so. Even from the uh, the pickle Rick episode as well, talking about therapy in that way. Uh, what what do you think about this whole kind of uh therapy theme going on throughout the the season? Uh, you know, it's, um, it's interesting. Uh, I, I wouldn't, 
I, I think that there, I mean, therapy is a real part of a lot of people's lives, and I think it can be very useful for them to help discover uh, aspects of themselves and, and, and process uh, the hard times that they're going through. And, and really, I feel like the theme of divorce and, and sort of turmoil within the family ha has sort of been overarching throughout uh, all six episodes of this season. So I, I think it is a good supporting concept to to deal with where, you know, they have gone through this life change and, the, and they're dealing with it in different ways. While they didn't point directly to the divorce in this episode, uh, I think that the fact that they have been going really hard on adventures, uh, as it's alluded to at the beginning, and they decide that they do need to take a step back and take a break, uh, maybe is part of that idea that they've been running away from their feelings and running away with from sort of who they are and the, and the things that they're dealing with and just escaping into these different adventures. So, uh, I don't know. Th I know therapy's cool. I think Dan Harmon <laughs> talks about going to therapy. So maybe that's why he wrote it into a bunch of episodes on the, on the series. Yeah. I mean, ther therapy's cool. I I've done it. I've done it. You know, it's, it's fun. It's fun to talk to people unbiased. <laughs> yeah. And then, sure. then be like, yeah, you're, you and your family are messed up. I'm like, yeah, things happen. <laughs> Just let it roll. Any, roll any, the punches. Any other stray observations from the episode you wanted to point out? Uh, I just, I, I like, I, I wrote down Goopy Morty, but that, the the toxic versions of them were like when when Rick realizes that they're the toxins and like part of Morty's face just droops off, like just yeah. drips off. It's so, so kind of gross and nappy and I loved it. It was, it was awesome. Uh, I really, I really like that Beth referred to them as the booger versions of themselves. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Uh, there were some really great clips, uh, sort of like one-off bits, uh, when they do activate the the toxin beam on the on the moon tower. Oh yeah. Um, some some of the things and, and the clips that that cut between uh, different scenes, uh, the church turning into like an orgy. Uh, the people running into even unhealthier foods and then the, the, the children at the birthday party, uh, turning against the clown that was there. Uh, the thing about that is I really like how once the beam was turned off, all of those things kind of went back to normal and everybody's just kind of like brushed off. Like, well, that was weird except for the birthday party. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, their actions could not be undone. <laughs> and, and the kids just started crying at their own violence. And and the, and the kids, when they were toxic versions, they were all they were all like ooing like like chimpanzees, right? They're like ooh 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 ooh. Like was they like killing the? <laughs> they they looked. At, uh, what's what's their uh knockoff version of Lucky Charms? The uh, uh Strawberry Smiggles. Yeah, yeah, it it was reminiscent of <laughs> of that commercial. Uh, <laughs> Jesus, Mary, Joseph. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, and another like that's another that's another hurts me like the the Jerry episode the Whirly Durly conspiracy last week with the the brother shooting his sister in the head <laughs> like it's just another yeah, like just, it, like I laugh the darkest season yet Brandon it's the darkest season yet <laughs> uh, we ha we have a uh, we have one thought from Unity over on Twitter at Chuck Punch uh, he was basically asking. You know he he liked the episode a lot, but why did healthy Morty annoy him so much? And then uh, Jason Parker also added that he was a total douche, uh, but a historical his hysterical and maybe historical character though. 
did um, did, did healthy Morty what? annoy the heck out of you, Travis? I, I I don't know that he annoyed me. Con- I th- I think his his date with uh, Jessica. I I was really kind of he was grinding uh, a little bit in that, and I was just like, okay, like you're get, give her an opening to talk, like basic basic dating etiquette. I don't know. He was I could tell he was really you know this would be a situation where he would be really excited and maybe uh, just excited to kind of keep the conversation moving, but the fact that he was just like rambling on and on and on like i just i was that part was kind of annoying to me um but the other parts didn't feel as annoying as much as just this like weird caricature of morty where he he didn't seem like himself but he it was it was just like a a neat version that kind of was always positive (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, he, the, you're right about the dinner. Like that's the only part where I was like, you know, that's it's a, it's a little bit, not annoying, but like I've known people like that who just they they talk and they talk and talk and they don't give you a chance to get your words in edgewise. And what I really liked about that, that exchange specifically, is when Jessica's like, oh, I have a thing. Oh, you know why am I why am I pretending? Like that's just rude. Like I thought that was a a really good just line to toss in there because so oftentimes yeah. I'm like, if, if I'm talking to somebody like that at work, which by the way, people who listen to this that I work with, none of you are like that. Um, <laughs> uh, but like, I'll be like, Oh, Hey, Chris, Ch- uh, John over here has a question for you. And then John will start, start talking to Chris and they'll like run off. I'll like scamper off. I'll scam, 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 scam. Ha ha! You run away down the hallway. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I thought that was I thought that was a nice touch. I also like the fact that Morty's reaction to it. it's like, hey, that's what first dates are for, you know. Just you know, people are feeling things out. No sparks, no big deal. Like, let's just <laughs> just move on. And then he, and then he moves on over to the bar uh, where he he uh, uses some pickup lines on. I think it was Stephanie or something like that. Uh, I really, I, I wrote it down. There was a, a point where she asks if he's a child and he says only in the ways that matter, Stacy. Uh, and then he says tink as he like clinks glasses, <laughs> yeah. uh, just like a total like skeezy guy. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was, it was, it was that, that part was also a little rough. Yeah. But, um, overall, I, I think he did have some annoying aspects to his personality. Um, and I'm glad that they got it all sorted out and we have the, the old version of Morty back. Yes, the old toxic version of Morty and Rick. By the way, at work they they talk about like toxic relationships all the time, and like the first thought I had when they talk started talking about toxins was like, oh my god, I can't wait to tell my boss, uh, who already makes fun of me for Rick and Morty. <laughs> uh, there, there's. Uh, I, I have a question for you, and and if if you, I didn't give you any prep work to do research, but uh, when they get out of the cab and they're they're about to talk to Rick. Uh, they're like, let's ask my grandpa. He's a scientist. Hey, Rick, do you know anything about Benoit technology? Um, I I tried to do a Google search. I didn't find anything specific on it. Uh, do you know what he's talking about? Or maybe Unity can can hit us up and, <laughs> and give us the answer. I'll let, I'll let Unity hit us up for that. Because I, I I caught that line on the second go around, and I didn't I didn't look it up. Uh, but right. I, what I do know is uh, talking about docking at the very beginning <laughs> <laughs> yep. uh, between the girls and then uh, yeah. peeing in the mouth. 
I know I know those two yeah, things. It, not personally. I know. I know in okay. both situations, we have the the uh, recurring character now uh, of of the girl that caused uh, Summer to kind of go all crazy in that previous episode because she was dating Brad or or whatever his <laughs> name is. Yeah. Maybe maybe that's maybe that's why uh, Brad uh, um, Evan right. Ethan, Ethan, Evan, Ethan, Ethan. That's yeah, maybe that's why Ethan liked her. Maybe it wasn't the the, the boobs, right? Maybe it was. <laughs> maybe it's just the weird stuff she's into. <laughs> yeah. Not that it's weird if you're into that. I'm not trying to judge you, yeah. Unity. Um, of course not. Anyway. Anyways, uh, uh, so yeah, I like uh, <laughs> like the episode. Uh, let us know what you thought on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere else. Uh, we both, uh, I like the episode. I'm still processing some stuff, but. Um, yeah, yeah Over, overall, I liked it. I, I wouldn't say it was my favorite from the season, but um, good, solid Rick and Morty episode for sure. Yeah, good, solid Rick and Morty episode. Solid. Uh, so now we talked about the episode, and it's that special time of every episode of Interdimensional RSS where we talk about listener suggestions and shout outs. Uh, first up, uh, first up uh, Patreon. Thank you to Keegan Eggenbrock. Yes. Eggenbrock. Yes. Uh, thank you for supporting the show and being the person who gets to watch the video version of this. Hopefully it comes out. You can definitely let us know if the video is not working and we'll do our best to yeah. to make those improvements. This is for you, Keegan. This is for you. <laughs> okay. I just did something uh, just on, for them. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, over on Twitter, Moonbunny85, hit us up. Uh, at the panel on Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Moon Bunny, he's probably not listening to this because he's not all caught up in Rick and Morty, but he hit us up originally and he's like, Oh, you guys have a podcast? And then we said yes. And then he said, uh, Oh, you guys, you guys like talking about flappy buttholes. Uh, so that's cool. But he'd never seen Rick and Morty. Uh, so we, we recommended, Hey, go watch the show. He started watching the show and then he came to the panel on, on Friday. And then uh, he's like, hello. And then, so anyways, hi. Hey, Carl. I, I, I got to say kudos for checking out the uh, the podcast without any previous knowledge about <laughs> Rick and Morty. Uh, if anyone else listens to this podcast yet doesn't watch the show, I I would be fascinated to hear your uh, your thoughts and, and perspectives because uh, I, I have no idea why you're listening. But, <laughs> but thanks. Thanks very much. All the same. Uh, uh, Sky Von Gola, 11th. Rick's body isn't his own. It's all cybernetics. That was just, just a brief exchange. Basically, uh, you know, since in the premiere, Rick C-137 Rick, he went into a different Rick's body that all the cybernetics are the actual other Rick's um, cybernetics. And so I just I just threw out there, and maybe you agree with me, maybe you don't, that we haven't seen what Rick's been up to. He could have easily put those cybernetics in, in between the premiere and today. Thank yeah, you. That's true. Thank you, Travis. I don't know. I think, I, think I think Rick's got some some other things up his sleeve aside from just a groin bot that protects his his nether regions. <laughs> um yeah, all ki- all kinds of cybernetics. And and he always talks about all kinds of stuff that he's got set up on himself and the uh Smith household as well. So he's always got stuff, you know, kind of behind the scenes that we're not privy to until it's it's actually shown on the show. Yeah, true that, true that. Facebook, uh, Jesse hit us up in a message and says uh, she loves the podcast. So we've got that going for us. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. We've got a few reviews over there on, on the Apple podcast, the old op- Apple podcast, and also Stitcher. First, uh, we have a, another two-star review. 
Thank you still for being honest. We can't Ooh. can't uh, another two star review with with no note. But thank you for your 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 honest feelings about the show. Yeah, ab- absolutely. Black as coal or black ass coal. <laughs> or uh, if you like Rick and Morty, you love these guys. I'm giving them my money. I support this heavily. We support you heavily. You. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Cole. <laughs> uh, from Spooters, great podcast, fellas. You guys have been added to my regular weekly podcast schedule. Thank you very much for keeping us in your playlist. Uh, Husker Drill. Keep it going and ignore the haters. Yeah, haters. Haters back off. Yeah. I, or or don't. Keep listening. We appreciate haters, too. Ha- haters get hated. Er, players only love you when they're playing. Going yeah, through and Mac. That's, okay. Uh, <laughs> over on Stitcher, uh, Wubba Lub, which awesome, awesome username. Uh, good show and actually discussing Rick and Morty. Uh, they say that there are many good points brought up on about the show. Uh, it's really interesting to hear more complex ideological plot points, but it takes so long to get to them. Uh, it seems that as the show has progressed, it has taken longer and longer to get to the Rick and Morty stuff, more random tangents. Sorry about that, Wubblub. Uh We will try to discuss Rick and Morty more. Um, we, we're not going to abandon semi-pertinent news, but uh, we'll, you know, We'll just keep doing what we yeah. do. Thanks, thanks, thanks for the review. We appreciate it. Yeah, and, and and you know, I I know I know that sometimes I Travis loses my leash, and then he he, you know, he has to try to get me. <laughs> I back. gotta reel you back in sometimes. <laughs> I I know that, and uh, you know, I I I try to stay as as close to the show as I can. Sometimes I just I just have those thoughts. I just have those thoughts, and they they come in, and then they they don't stop. They don't stop. It's like when you like when you have that one sink in your house and it just keeps drip drip dripping all night long and you're like oh well let me let me get a wrench let me go down to the garage and grab a wrench and then like you 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 tighten the the faucet and then but the the drip's still coming so you're like ah oh, sh- shit I should go find a plumber and so you go down to the the yellow pages and you're like oh this these yellow pages are from 2002 I think they stopped printing the yellow pages so then you're like okay well let me get get on Google and then you're like well Actually, no, I have Yelp. My wife just put Yelp on my phone. So you go to Yelp and you're like, okay, plumber, plumber services 24 hours. And then eventually she's like, go back to bed, Brandon. And I do. And then I go to sleep and then we record the next day of international or stuff. Yeah, it's pretty much just like that. So thanks uh, very much to Wubble Up for your review and everybody for your reviews. If you want to leave a review for the podcast, you can absolutely do that on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcatcher you frequent. If you don't use a podcatcher, well, cool. You're better at the internet than I am. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, but how, how it definitely do you do gives it? a shout out. How do you do it? Tell yeah, me. I don't know. They go to the website, I guess. I don't know. Maybe they build their own RSS catcher. I don't. I don't know. You could. You can let us know how you do it over at Twitter. Uh, but that's it. So uh, as we said at the top of the show, uh, despite Rick and Morty taking a week off, we will still make sure to have an episode available for you guys. So if there is something particular from the first half of season three that you think we missed and you want us to cover, uh, shoot us a note on all of the links that we set at the top of the show. Uh, and we'll, we'll put together an episode for you Yeah, and it'll have Rick and Morty info in it and maybe a couple of tangents as well. Yes, it uh, will. but thank you so much. Thank you so much to everybody that listens. And until next week, I'm Travis and I'm Brandon. Thank you. 
拜拜。